Welcome back to the Roanoke Weekly Podcast for November 19th, and we're back to our original folks here. How are you doing, Xavier and Ariel? <laughs> Great. It's nice <laughs> to all be back together. <laughs> doing good. How are it's you? It's been like five weeks since it was the three of us. Thanks, Jeff and Matt, for filling in. Absolutely. And you guys have been all over during that time. I yeah. Mean, yes, you've indeed. You've been in Hawaii, you've been... Um, Everywhere. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. It's a little crazy, but... We're all back in Roanoke at this point, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Uh, Xavier's hosting everybody if you want to show up. At the <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the you were going to say. I didn't amazing. know what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such oh. a fun time. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite of the, the big holidays. Yeah. Just because it's like just eating and drinking with people you love. No expectations. about Drinking water. Right. right. Only water and right. milk. Okay. Nice warm milk. Ew. Never yeah, mind. I, I, when you said warm milk, I was like, yeah. I was thinking of something that sounded just like very wholesome and like for kids. Do kids drink warm milk? Like before I bed? I think that's like kittens. That's a, <laughs> we talk about it. I don't know if anybody ever actually does it. A glass um, of warm milk. Yum. <laughs> well, before we get totally off the rails here. Um, <laughs> kittens. <laughs> uh, I want to start with two bits of uh, statewide things. Two bits of statewide news that I think are a little bit interesting and relevant to us here. Uh, one being that just this past weekend, the campaign for to pass the Equal Rights Amendment, their bus came through and their campaign came through Roanoke. Um, but this is uh, this got me thinking about this whole thing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the ERA, but I kind of thought it was done, but apparently it is not done. Yeah, this was kind of a surprise to me that this is still um, going on. But hey, I'm glad they're doing it, so... Yeah, so apparently that Virginia, if they pass it, will be the state that pushes us over the threshold to apparently make an amendment, but it's unclear whether that would actually work because it's been so long, and that at one point it was decided that this was, this the Senate had decided, um, or the Congress, the federal Congress had decided that the time had elapsed for this to become an amendment, but uh, it's unclear what that really means, and so... Um, we're not here to give you very much clarity other than that apparently there's some interesting things happening around it. So Yeah, if you saw the bus downtown this weekend, I think it came through and there was some activity around that. So that's what's going on. Yeah. Mm. So. And if you're wondering what the Equal Rights Amendment is, it's essentially saying that there's equality under the law, shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. So there you Gender go. equality. Uh, yeah, so that's going on. If you want more information, you can find more information because uh, we are probably not the best resources, but there are <laughs> lots of... Uh, it's an interesting story, nonetheless. So. Yeah, we can put the link somewhere for you guys to find it. Um, now, Educate in yourselves. news that I'm sure that many of the young folks in the area have heard, um, Amazon has decided to move to Northern Virginia. HQ2. <laughs> I think Ariel has a little more excitement about this than. Well, I mean, story. excitement. I'm just, it's an interesting story. And it, so it's not just Nova, it's Nova and New York. Um, so and there's Nashville two. As well. There's three HQ2s? There's be, well, they're going to move 10,000 jobs to Nashville. Oh, okay. So All right. Crazy. It's going to change a lot. Um, well, so before we get into the story we're, we're actually talking about, I just looked at the map of where. Um, where the Amazon and Nova is going, 
and it's like two blocks away from where I used to live in DC and my rent was already crazy. So I just can't even imagine what's going to happen up there. Just, is there any other school that's ever done anything like this? Okay. Well, we haven't talked about that yet. So let's tell people what's going on with okay. tech. Okay. I'm sorry. So essentially okay. the, one of the, some of the news that came out was that a big reason why this was chosen uh, is because Virginia tech and the state of Virginia are going to invest, um, $250 million a piece as part of building a $1 billion uh, campus uh, within uh, walking distance of the Amazon HQ2 in Northern Virginia. Um, so the thing that Amazon kept talking about is talent. So this is really about creating a pipeline in some ways from Virginia Tech into Amazon. But uh, it's a... Uh, it's as someone who lives within driving distance of tech and knows what impact that has on our community. It's really interesting to think about. But yeah, back to your question, Xavier, I don't, I don't know specifically, but this yeah. seems like something that is like definitely businesses. They think about now more than ever is where their talent is coming from. Right. And it's like, they are really just, it's, they're making this so just direct. Like you can right. walk from, you can graduate and walk down the street have your job literally <laughs> yeah. like it's wild yeah the map i don't is, know of any schools that, that made like a smart decision like that that's like i'm surprised that this stayed so um private for so long like, i didn't hear i mean this has been in the works for over a year yeah smart. it's amazing that it's been you know because the where amazon was putting hq2 thing was such a big like you know, deal. Everybody was saying, "Oh, put it here, put it here." Like, where's it gonna go? And this is this whole thing has been happening under the radar with Virginia Tech. It's like God, we were we were right up in the mix of all of it, and we right. had no idea. It was, right. Well, at least I didn't have any idea it was happening. So, yeah, it's fascinating to think about. It, it is a little bit interesting in terms of um, all the stuff that I've been reading. Says, well, of course they chose these two places. They're the only talent pools on the East Coast that they could have chosen hmm. to go with. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like, um, but man, I cannot imagine the affordability stuff that's going to be going on in those communities, especially because they're talking about these being one hundred and fifty thousand dollar and up jobs. Mm. Um, and wow. then, again, back to the talent thing, that there was also, you know, they originally wanted to just do one of these, um, but it was clear pretty early on that they were never going to be able to staff one of them from one community. That they were going to need to pull from multiple communities in order to do that. So. Well, it's going to change a lot up in Nova. We'll probably feel the ripple effect all the way here. But as I, you know, I still have friends up in DC and it's just like, it's already been tricky to find affordable housing and to buy houses, even on the Maryland side of DC. It, I mean, yeah, I'm just hoping that it's like so bad already that it can't get much worse Yeah, <laughs> is my hope, but I don't know. It's yeah, it's a lot. So you think people are going to move here? Well, the, I mean, with the passenger rail and, and having the ability to work remote, I don't know if Amazon allows employees to work remote in general, but it might push people this way. Yeah. Maybe not even Amazon people. And that's if true. there's a link with Virginia Tech that's so clear, then, yeah, I mean, I think we'll see some sort of impact. Yeah. I don't know what kind. But. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure there will be other kinds. You, you mentioned the other impacts. I'm thinking, like, you know, folks that work at the Northern Virginia campus, but maybe spending you know one week a month down here at the research campus mm -hmm. or things mm -hmm. like that, and you know, I'm sure that those kind of things will play out. I will say, it does seeing all that investment go into Northern Virginia does make me a little concerned about what kind of investment they're going to have left to put into Roanoke here. Right. But hopefully, those are separate pots, and, and we can make that all work. But 
anyway, look forward to seeing the innovation campus of Virginia Tech. In yeah. Virginia. When are we going to stop using the word innovation? I, I was thinking the same thing. This term is so played out. At this yeah. Point. <laughs> Everything is the innovation this, innovation that. We need to come up with a new word. Um, let's move to something incredibly local, like absurdly local. <laughs> Only local people will understand this story. <laughs> Everybody knows about that giant dog sculpture yeah. at the firehouse in a memorial. Um, and this is a story about that dog. Um. Yes, yeah, so the, everyone knows at this point, due to the outpouring of support, um, that did not change anything, unfortunately, that um, the firehouse is being redone there. And in the process of construction, um, the dog is going to be taken off and, quote, groomed and re-upped, and then <laughs> will come back when they're done with construction. It has needed some repairs. I've heard that that's like been an ongoing thing, is that it needs to get some paint redone or like whatever, but... They're calling it grooming, which is really hilarious. I have to confess that I don't. I feel a little bit like little Sebastian and Parks and Rec that I don't quite get it with the dog. <laughs> I don't really think it's that fun or attractive. But well, do you? I mean, you don't like dogs very much. I like dogs fine. I could understand it if it was a Dalmatian. It is a Dalmatian. Well, that's a thing. It's it? a Dalmatian, but you can't tell it has spots on it because they're super small spots. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a Dalmatian. Yeah. Oh. I think it's cute. I think it's cool that it's so big. It reminds me of like, you know, children's books and I think kids really like it. There is something, you know, I think Charlottesville has a great um, street art program and Roanoke has a good one as well. But I think one of the things that I noticed from all of these is that the ones that people really gravitate to are the ones that are a little less abstract and more concrete. Mm. So the dog, like there's a... Um, uh, a memorial, I think, as you're going downtown, right across from some of the Garland properties. There's this big red pillar with a flame on top of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, I don't know what it's supposed to be, and so it, it doesn't have a lot of emotional <laughs> resonance for me. It's a great sculpture, but uh, the dog clearly gets at people. Yeah. I mean, like this big comb we had outside out here, the comb that people, mm -hmm. people like, love lost the comb. it when that went away. So. Yeah. It'll be cool. I hopefully, you know, just to wrap this up, when it gets moved, I would like to see it getting like driven down the street. Did I miss it? Did it already move? I don't know. I It'd be really cool to see it like get, you know, like I was in when I was in New York, so, uh, what, a couple holiday seasons ago, I got to see the tree getting driven mm. down the street, which apparently is a big deal if you live in New York to see the tree getting driven down the street. Um, it just drove by the restaurant where we were, and it was like the best thing about my holidays. I was like stunned by this. So I'd like to see the dog get moved too. I like when big things get driven down the street. Well, yeah. <clears throat> the dog will be back. So don't stress out if you love the dog. Yeah. Hopefully with a shiny new coat of paint. Um, well, in positive news from down the road in Blacksburg on the job front, um, uh, the technology company uh, 1901 Group is going to be adding 580 new jobs. Um, That's a lot of jobs. It is a lot of jobs. Uh, 180 of those will be, uh, they have about 180 folks in Blacksburg now with about 300 on their total workforce. They're looking for a pretty massive expansion. Um, they do a lot of different work that's hard to explain to non-technical folks, but... A lot of government contracting and things along that line. So uh, 
big economic driver for the area in some ways to have the yeah, they're and they're hiring all over the place too. Um, not just in Blacksburg. It looks like I was looking at their jobs list just now, and they've got jobs in D.C. and they've got jobs all over the country. So it's nice to see something headquartered here that has such an impact across the nation. It makes me proud. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and. In a follow-up that I think makes us rather happy, although we're not supposed to admit that from last week, um, the judge has dismissed the charges against the Bent Mountain tree sitter. So uh, Red and Minor Terry have both been uh, uh, had their charges dropped against them. So it's uh, we are um, apparently mostly done with that story at this point, although yeah. not done with the pipeline story in general, but that one particular component. Yeah. I think it's a relief to see that that has been wrapped up in a way that doesn't continue to damage individuals who were, you know, doing what they thought was right to protect their property. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think regardless of, they were not harming anyone. And so for us to, for so much effort to be put into harming them seems a little bit outlandish. I'm just glad to like these, you know, I know um, minor she works for my landlord, um, girl and properties. And it's just nice, you know, that she can like get back to work and have a holiday season and not have to worry about going to court. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just happy for him. Uh, speaking of going to court. Um, Ooh, good one. <laughs> uh, this I thought was uh, rather good news. That's Roanoke and the federal court here, perhaps catching up with the times of other places, but to open a drug treatment court, which will allow folks that come in on federal drug crimes um, that have the intention of getting off of the drugs to have reduced sentences and in return for uh, taking part in, in remediation. Um, That's got to be so helpful, right? Like to have a path away from addiction instead of just penalizing and penalizing for years, like giving them the ability to walk away and forward in their life. Yeah. Seems like a great idea. So, yeah. This and stuff has been happening. Um, a number of courts around the country have done stuff like this mm -hmm. over the past 10, 15 years. And uh, it's good to see it finally get here. Um, of course, you know, having it start and having it be effective are perhaps two different things, but we'll hope that it uh, is as effective as it could be. Yeah, I'm sure it's not a 100% success rate, but... Looks like it takes. I mean, it, it says the steps can be completed in a year, but some people could take eighteen months. So it's not like it's a band aid fix. It's not like they're giving them a pamphlet and no, it's you not know, like a get out of jail free card. Right. So. This is a real serious commitment. I just hate that it says people with a severe mental illness won't be eligible. Mm. That's that's tough. It yeah. So it's like the people who really really need it um, just get locked up. Yeah, I wonder what the parameters are for severe mental illness. Like, I wonder yeah, what the what they're considering. Something. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be something. Something interesting to keep up with as it starts, and just you know, seeing what the effectiveness is. I wonder how much they're going to be public about the effectiveness of it, or if right. it's more closed system. But hmm. it's a good first step. Yeah, absolutely. It is, and hopefully, we'll see fewer. Fewer people ripped away from their families and you know, fewer children in, in 
uh, foster care, all of those things that we hope to see happen from that. So. Yeah, unless, I don't know what it's called, there's probably a term for it, but people boomeranging back into um, the courts if they're just leaving and then getting, you know, having the same, if, if they haven't solved their addiction, they're going to struggle with the same things over and over again. Break the cycle, I guess. Be nice. Um, we were talking about this story before we kicked off the podcast and we were all kind of mystified by it that um, this year for the holiday shopping season, the city of Roanoke is offering free parking in parking garages on Tuesdays specifically. We were all kind of like, why Tuesday? Why like, Tuesday? why Tuesdays? But anyway, we read the article once. It sort of just tells you in the article why. But yeah, if you want to come do some shopping downtown and don't want to pay for parking... And we'd like to learn more about how your parking garages are such a fun way to park your car. <laughs> you should come park on Tuesdays as an opportunity. But for real, it's nice. Hey. They should do it on Fridays. Yeah. And Thursdays. <laughs> Wednesdays as well. <laughs> you know, I, I do wonder, like, would there be more benefit from saying, like, one Friday we're going to do this as opposed to, like, four Tuesdays we're going to do this? Like, would there be... In terms of getting more people mobilized like to do it, because the the parking is downtown. trash downtown. Like, like it's hard to find. Parking? It's, so, it's so hard to find, and everything is is where it used to be like eight to five Mondays, mm-hmm. uh, Monday through Fridays. Now everything is like pay, mm-hmm. pay to park. Well, you in get that your free hour, yeah, in that downtown especially. Like yeah. in my end of downtown, it's still just still two good. hour street okay. parking, okay. yeah, which is easy. There's no street yeah. parking. I'm, sure it'll change when i first moved here i feel like i knew where all like the cool secret parking was yeah, where it was like free so unlimited too. and now it's changed like everybody knows where that stuff yeah. is and everything is different now <laughs> but hey on tuesdays you can go park in the parking garage yeah. first Feel street free. has a lot of um parking don't tell everybody oh, oops. sorry jeez <laughs> <laughs> no parking's not that bad but it's nice that the city's trying to promote people learning yeah. how to use the parking decks because i know for like environmental reasons parking decks are more sustainable than surface lots. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a good effort. It's just funny. It seems a little arbitrary to me. But. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, better bus systems would alleviate a lot of those things as well. So oh. Just uh, going to throw on my urban planning hat <laughs> and throw that out there as well. Right. Also say that every, uh, I would argue that the parking problems downtown are perhaps a good sign for the city. But uh, if the downtown is parking is hard to find, that means that there's a lot of people that want to go downtown, which is good for. It is good. Good for our community. Uh, and every major city has a parking problem. Like Barcelona has no parking spaces. So. Mm-hmm. And D.C. is really hard to find a parking spot. That's the real crisis of HQ2. <laughs> Where's all these people going to park? So. Oh, well, Crystal City has tons of underground parking. That's where they're going. Interesting. It's got an interesting infrastructure for what they're planning. I don't I, know anything about it, I really. But who went? Used to, I visited who went to shop at an underground grocery store. Mm-hmm. And, 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 That'd be cool. Yeah. It was not cool. It was, no. It was very claustrophobic. And, I think yeah. I've been to that grocery store. Yeah, it's, it, I think you have to get used to it, but they've definitely tried a new thing there. All right, moving on. Back to local stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, uh, some people would argue that a great place to park if you can't find parking downtown is to go under the bridge into southeast and walk your way back into, into downtown. And there's certainly a lot of folks that are trying to build that bridge from southeast and Belmont into downtown. And part of that... Uh, is that they're now seeking, uh, and it looks like they're going to receive um, 
historic neighborhood recognition for parts of the Belmont community, which will open up tax credits, but also make it more difficult perhaps to work on your house. So, mm. um, interesting, uh, positives and negatives to the story of, of, historic preservation happening. When a neighborhood receives historic designation, does it mean that it has that forever or does it have to reapply or does it expire? Or is it like once it's got the designation, it's always a designated leak? Do you know? I do not know. Call in to the Roanoke Weekly Podcast to help us answer these burning questions. If you're listening on the Anchor app, you can leave us a voice message. Oh, okay. Yeah, let us know. Tweet, tweet. I mean, sorry, don't tweet at us. Um, Instagram messages. <laughs> I'm curious. Oh, I said that they'll be expected to finalize the plan in, in December. I, I would imagine it's a permanent designation. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like in Old Southwest, where I live, it's not like they're going to change that designation. Yeah, but I'm just curious if they if they do this and then they recognize that it's causing people to really not like move there as much because of how hard it is to renovate houses or whatever. Would they be like, oh, let's just reverse this? And so I think the problem the, is often. Uh, sorry. No, no, no I, I just, I was just gonna say, I think, I think it's just gonna be where investors are just gonna go and buy up. Mm. Yeah, so that's the problem. It's uh, not, it turn, a lot of people want to live in these historic neighborhoods. The problem right. is that you wind up with them often being, uh, being a force of gentrification and force of uh, lowering. Yeah. That's that's definitely what that's gonna be. I see. Okay. It's always uh, southeast and Belmont are interesting to me because they sh- like on some level you'd think that was coming, but on the other hand, um, we've thought that might be coming for a long time, but it hasn't hasn't happened yet. So, yeah, I mean, it says that if you if you happen to be one of those lucky people with a little yeah. cash, then you can invest and fix up your home. It's a great way to purchase a home and give them tax credits. Hmm. I doubt that many people. And having done Meals on Wheels through that neighborhood, there's not a lot of there's folks not. with that. Right, there's yeah. Not. So it's going to be outside people yeah, coming in. Yeah, just going to come by yep. it Well, that's how it happens, I guess. Um, I guess this is a <laughs> similar but uh, opposite story in some ways. <laughs> the next one we've got about Roanoke County here. Um yeah, so Roanoke County just had their State of the County address, which is interesting coming on the back of last week when we mentioned that their county administrator is about to step down and that they're currently seeking another Board of Supervisors uh, member, which if you want to write that essay, there may still be time to get yourself yeah. on the Board of Supervisors. But, um, you know, I think we all kind of know that the county is doing pretty well at the moment. Um, two things that stood out were... Um, a, that they're really focusing on placemaking kind of economic development, so creating a place where people want to be, um, and that they're, quote, our challenge is going to be that younger population and keeping them here. So um, intrigued to know kind of, you know, that's that feels like a very five years ago strategy, mm-hmm. but I'm intrigued uh, to know what their success looks like for that and. Yeah, I'm curious what they mean by young people, too. Are they saying, like, people who grew up in the county staying? Or are they thinking, like, young families moving to the county and then staying in the county? Because that's really different. Like, I think young families are much more likely to move to the county Mm -hmm. if they want certain schools or whatever. um, And because they want to, like, be away from the hustle bustle of the city or something. But retaining young people, quote, makes me think about 
people who grew up there staying there. So that's very different. I'm just curious what, what they're really getting at there. Yeah. That's interesting. I wondered some of the same things and also, uh, I'm imagining it's the young families piece of things. Mm. Um, but it also, this all just brings to mind for me the, the ridiculousness of Virginia's separation of cities and counties. Mm. I was going to say that that's where the, that's where the problem is is because it's such a disparity Mm -hmm. between the city and the county, um, within the schools, the politics, the rules, all that. The money. Yeah. It's just a a big. And so there becomes this competition, right? Between the city and the county for people. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, there are, I have friends that move to the county, and I'm like, don't move to the county. We need your tax revenue in the city, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, that's if you, if you all don't know, Virginia's like the only state that does it this way. So, hmm. um, where the county is separate from the, from the city. city. So like if you're in Charlotte, you're still part of Mecklenburg County when you're in Charlotte. Okay. So you, like it's Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools that are okay. all combined. So um, hmm. we are... We are unique in that way, and I think it creates unique challenges for our communities. But anyway, the news story for this week was that the county is doing well, but they want those young folks in there. So. Hmm. Sometimes, as a somewhat older young person, um, uh, you feel like a bit of a cattle market in some ways. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Come on down to Rono County. Come mm-hmm. on down to Botetourt. Don't you want to live here? They're all coming for us. I suppose we should be flattered. flattered. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on to the spotlights. Uh, We have a special spotlight today where we've combined food and arts and culture. Should we kick off with that? Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to take the food. um, And tomorrow I might... Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to go down and get a potato from uh, Second Helpings um, with the Potato Thursdays. Thursday, you have to wait a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll just act like I'm at Second Helpings for Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but yeah, go down and visit uh, Second Helpings on Williamson Road. Um, really, really good food. Mm-hmm. Um, the potatoes, you can create what you want and put little different toppings on it and stuff. It's really, really cool. Um, very intimate, very um, family-oriented environment. Um, the first time I went was 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 uh, with a couple friends, and they introduced me to it. And I was like, "This is really cool." Potato Thursdays, like I think every, all the time people think about baked potatoes, but there's nowhere to really spice up your base baked potatoes. So for like home, so. Yeah. Visit Second Helpings. I've heard um, they're huge too, right? They are big potatoes. Yeah. They're, they're it's a full lunch size you know, big potato. I make a lot of big potatoes at home and I can't make one like they do. See, so yeah. I don't know what they're doing. It's good. <laughs> yeah. it's good stuff. And also, so I was at an event this past week where they had box lunches and they got them from Second Helpings. So just as an aside, if you're looking for a place to get box lunches, they were very nicely done, uh, probably pretty affordable um, and there was a cookie in mine, oh, and so I have to say, it was an oatmeal that, raisin cookie, oh, okay. which I didn't choose, and I wouldn't have chosen, but I ate the whole thing, and it was delicious. So, yeah. like, but it was it was so heavy, like two pounds of cookie, and it was so good. So, their baked goods are choice, and yeah, if you have an event coming up and you want a box lunch, yeah. 
Definitely I think I've been to out. a couple conferences and yeah. that's what we had box lunches from Second Helpers and it was really good. Well, I'll give them a shout as well. They're one of the few places in town that does a bagel sandwich. I'm a sucker for bagel sandwich. Really? Yeah, so. yeah bagels nice. are delicious. And so the other side of that is they also have a gallery at Second Helpings. Um, so it's the cafe and the gallery there. And if you haven't been, you should definitely stop by. They have a lot of local art artisans and artists that are displaying work there. Um, so you can come by and grab a potato and check out some really cool artwork. So definitely look that up. Well, and we should mention that the Second Helpings is a project of uh, the rescue mission in town. And so mm -hmm. a portion of the proceeds goes to support folks that don't have a home or mm -hmm. for this holiday season don't have some place to spend mm -hmm. uh, that time. And so uh, I think... You know, in the artisan area, I think I, it, if last I knew it was like 35% goes to the rescue mission, 65% to the artist or something along those lines. So, you know, you're supporting um, important things happening in the in the area when you go to second helping. So. Yeah, it's a good thing to keep in mind as we enter this really spindy season of gift buying and things. And, you know, just keeping in mind where you're spending your money locally and where it's going. And um, if you're inclined to buy gifts try to remember that there are places you can buy gifts that do a lot more than just simply, you know, add money to the economy, though that's wonderful too. Um, but check out some places like Second Helpings and other uh, locally owned places um, for your gift buying needs. Maybe we should do a Roanoke Weekly gift guide. Mm. Yeah. Anyone want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could probably do that. <laughs> Be a lot of stuff from... Uh, from a, a, a treehouse and a <laughs> humble hustle on the list. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Um, there's some great <laughs> gifts there. Um, well, I want to shout out um, as the business of the week, uh, Sunnyside Market um, in Old Southwest. I live on the block, and so I'm a little bit um, uh, in love with this place, if only because <laughs> there's a place that I can go. Um, and walk to to get stuff that I forget at the grocery store, which is an amazing thing. And I think we forget how special those kind of places are. Um, yes, so, I wish I had one in my neighborhood. So like the fact that we were out of dish detergent the other day and I could just walk down the street and get some. And there's always something fun slash crazy happening at Sunnyside Market, <laughs> whether it's someone yelling in the middle of the street or um, other lively things. Uh, it's a it's always an entertaining trip to Sunnyside Market. I remember the first time I came to Roanoke before I lived here. I I came down by myself and spent a day kind of just like driving around and looking at different areas of town and getting a feel for it. I remember taking a picture of the sign at Sunnyside Market because it's so cute and that building is so like just quaint and yeah. like such a cute little corner corner market. So it was really one of my first impressions of downtown Roanoke was Sunnyside Market. Well. Thank you guys for continuing to be in business there, and uh, uh, we support you, and thank you for what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, so um, for events, uh, as always, we will post them in the newsletter, and um, not a whole lot of use in listing a bunch of them here on the podcast, because you can just check the newsletter to get links and RSVP to these things, but it does look like we wanted to highlight one upcoming event, the Hope Soccer Festival. Yeah, so there's, um, you know, it's Thanksgiving week, so there's a lot of folks wrapped up in that. But I did want to say that if you've finished, um, uh, you're engorging yourself on some tasty treats and you <laughs> want to go out uh, and burn some of that off, I think there's still time to uh, sign up for the Hope Soccer Festival. If not, you can always go check it out as well. Uh, on Saturday, it's a great event that supports um, 
uses sports as a tool to support the the um, refugee and immigrant community. So uh, that'll Very be on cool. Saturday. So go out and check it out. And uh, if you want to lose at soccer, you can do That'd that. That'd be really well. cool. Yeah, that's really neat. Good thing to have a family come out and watch. Yeah. Or also, I mean, that reminds me of all the various Thanksgiving-related running events that happen in the world. So we do, of course, have the Drumstick Dash downtown Roanoke oh, on yeah. Thanksgiving morning. I've done it before. Do it's it is. I mean, there's like seven thousand people that come. So okay. just it, yeah, it's like unbelievable. If you're in you're in downtown Roanoke and you're just surrounded by thousands of people. Um, so and they also have uh, live music along the course. Okay. So when you're running, you get to see like local bands and stuff. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Um, it's also just fun to watch if you can find a little post downtown and yeah. watch people come by. It's it's just nice to see like that many actual humans in downtown Roanoke like running around. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Humans. Nice. Yeah. It's a hard course, too, for a runner. Do they change it up every year? Uh, I think a little bit, yeah. It's just got a lot of turns. You're just running all around. Turn. It's like 90 Which you know, probably makes it turns. easier, though. Oh, God, it's so hard to... You never get up speed. You just oh, are okay. like turning, 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 turning. But anyway. I hope everybody has a nice Thanksgiving. Yeah, I remember that uh, Xavier's house is open. Yeah, yeah. yep, open <laughs> to be closed. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure my house is open. We always have everybody that's not family come out. Like Aww. it'll be full of people that are not family, but yeah. they're but they're family. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. Family by choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, happy Thanksgiving, guys, and enjoy all your various food items. Yes, and if you're listening to this while you're on the road, uh, please pull over and uh, give us a like, a rating, a review. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and know that while you're out of town, we'll still bring you the money. <laughs> <laughs>